Welcome to this week's episode of Esports Wrap. I'm your host, Michael Amagan, and this week we're going to be talking about something that's been plaguing the video game industry, mainly on computers for a while now, and that's gaming launchers, video game launchers. Um, and a little bit in, further down inside the show, we're going to be talking about social gaming social networks and whether you should be bothering with one, what they're all about, that kind of thing. So to start things off, let's get right into what gaming launchers are. Gaming launchers are the place essentially where you would go to start up a game. And this has become a problem for a few reasons, but the main one is that different video game developers like uh, Blizzard, um, Final Fantasy, a lot of the Korean based games they kind of have their own launcher, which you would log into and that would update for you. Ragnarok is one of the oldest games that I know that um, I, this one was actually really annoying for me um, back in the day, Ragnarok Online. And there were plenty, trust me, plenty, plenty um, different. It was almost to the point where every game had its own launcher because there was no dedicated place where people can go purchase a game and have one place to launch it from and that's where places like steam actually came about steam is an online platform for gaming developers where they can place their games people can buy them uh, people can have the chat service calling service uh, and just be able to launch their games and other applications from this one source which is what a lot of people wanted circa day uh, 2019 and now this has actually changed quite a bit for the fact that you know now gamer it's back to the place where uh game developers are still trying to push this we want as much information as we can and so we're going to move away from like using these launchers we're going to try and push our own thing again and because of that then you have a bunch of different launchers now available and they kind of segregate the market and divide it in a not so pleasant way because one thing that steam did well was allowing us to find our friends that also played these same games sometimes doing multiplayer and um just being able to see achievements and things like that on one space the issue now is that we have a crap ton of launchers nowadays. Um, so just taking a look at the most popular launchers as said by PC uh, Gamer. Uh, it's of course Steam as I mentioned, then a fairly more recent person, in, well group in time is uh, GOG Galaxy. Followed by one that I've actually never heard before, itch.io. Uh, followed by Origin, who's uh, <laughs> this essentially is Electronic Arts or EA Games. Um, so you'll find things like Anthem or um, uh, Plants vs. Zombies or Battlefront or uh, Apex Legends. I, you'll find them all inside the Origin Launcher. Um, Malita says, honestly, 
really does get annoying having so much launches and it does it really does but the thing about it is i'm not even done we still have what microsoft tried to do with their windows store which kind of failed horribly like the only real game that had a chance was gigantic and that didn't really roll out the way it should have but that's not really microsoft's fault that the game didn't succeed it but it still is the fact that they could have done a lot better a lot of developers decided not to even use that platform some do and you have to pay for stuff versus if you just download from their website for free which is kind of weird um you have battle.net which is blizzard and activision's games so you're going to be finding things like world of warcraft diablo uh, Starcraft, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, uh, Hearthstone, um, Call of Duty, Destiny 2, games like that you're going to find over on the Battle.net launcher, which previously was called the Blizzard launcher. Yeah, they kind of changed that. Um, then there's the Bethesda launcher, which is going to be things like Fallout 76 and uh, pretty much the Bethesda games, including, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, so Elder Scroll Legends, so on and so forth. Um, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why Bethesda really needed one. Then again, you know, I'm. It was annoying having that one uh, launcher just for Elder Scrolls Online back in the day. And then we're still not done. We still have UPlay, which is the. Uh, <laughs> One for Ubisoft, so you're gonna find stuff like Assassin's Creed and whatnot on there. Um, it's it's not great. It's not great at all. I'll be quite honest. I wish things were different, but they're not. And here's the kicker: you could have sometimes used Facebook to find your friends and like just like log into these things via Facebook, or at least give it access to your Facebook contacts and they can try to find your friends. But the thing is because of how Facebook's been acting and like the security breaches and people just generally not wanting to log in with their social media stuff, you kind of can't really find your friends all that easily. Like I think with, uh, origin, I on steam have a few dozen friends. On here, uh, on Origin, I have 23, of which I probably only ever see two or three ever on. Um, Steam, I can go on Steam right now. Let me open that up. See my friends. View friends. I've got 10 online. And one playing uh, Hearts of Iron 4, apparently, right now. I can open up, uh, let's see, Blizzards. And I've got 25 friends online or on mobile, pretty much available to talk in some form or fashion. But the thing about it is, you know, while you do have means to do the basic stuff on pretty much every platform, like chatting and having a voice conversation, it's still not the same. You're still not easily able to find your friends and play games with them and i think that's one of the reasons why things like discord came about and guess who now became a launcher discord yeah they're now a store as well so you can launch your games and buy your games from discord 
along with seeing your friends that are playing games and stuff like that and you know talking to them having a voice call and yeah this kind of thing is not going away at all and there are a number of articles pretty much saying you know there are too many game launchers around and they're right in my personal opinion they are super right uh there's also the epic game launcher that you know the creators of fortnite decide to do and now uh metro exodus and other games and stuff like that are now launching over on there as well sometimes at cheaper prices than what you'll find on steam especially if you're looking at particular regions which is something i found out that was kind of odd so like if you're in the bahamas you actually there are certain games that are actually cheaper than if you were in the states or even in latin america or you know things like that so it's still mm, i don't know what you'd call it this is just not the way it really should be but if you do not want to use these built-in game launchers that come in with your game essentially or that you are required to use to launch your game there are alternatives and they can pretty much go anywhere along the lines of let's say nvidia's geforce experience which you know optimizes your game but you can also launch from there but there are other ones that are actually built specifically specifically for launching games and as game managers uh some of which are photon game manager which some people say has a really interesting ui uh i personally think so it's um but it works with windows from xp and up and linux platforms sorry mac users uh if you need but it only allows for a certain amount of games which is five games and if you want to actually let it manage more than that you have to pay 15 bucks uh but version two and three because this is version four that they're doing that version two and three are free with no restrictions at all so people like that one more so because of its media center type of design it's here or there for me uh you also have launchbox which was originally a front end for dos box or dos box uh developer divided to change things around support pc games and a variety of emulators which is pretty cool uh that one is available from on windows from vista onwards and they're talking about doing mac and linux ones as well so keep an eye out for that guys um they do have a freemium and a sorry a free and premium version uh the premium version has more customization options and a big box mode. And that one costs 20 bucks instead of 15. It, they say it's comparable as it enables users to set up visually appealing gaming databases. And it's partnered with MU Movie so that you can quickly add associated box art, fan art, logos, screenshots, and videos to your game database. It'll also find associated meta tag pertaining to the title, genre, release, platform, etc. And on the premium version, people can then customize window color themes and fonts and set up custom fields and filters. And as we know, because of Steam and stuff like that, Big Box essentially is more like a theater type experience. Then we have Game Room, which is another program. It's more Windows based. It starts from 7 and up, 
Windows 7 and up. Uh, it supports Steam, Origin, Battle.net, Uplay, and Origin Digital Distributor. So if you get something from somewhere else, you're going to have to manually add it, much like what you would, what you would have to do in Steam. Uh, let's see. Malitaj says, one good thing about Discord is that you can import all of your games so you don't have to go through every launcher. And I agree. I think one of the better ones is actually becoming Discord. Um, just simply because it can tie into pretty much everywhere. Um, it can tie into Steam. It can tie into Twitch. It can tie in to your social media networks. And it can help you find your friends based off of that which is not something that you're finding in a lot of these launchers. You kind of have to dig around in some abstract uh, user setting on the website that they have to find your friends, to link to possibly find your friends, I should say. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Game Room pretty much finds those things for you. You can figure the program to leave some of the Steam or Origin games, if you want, out from it. Um, it also has IGDB, so that's the uh, game database stuff. Provides, you know, background wallpapers, cover art, stuff like that. Then there's one that's called Gaming PC, which is kind of weird, and I don't like it just for that name. But it's a freeware program that enables users to launch and boost games before opening them. And I hate that term called boost. I'm going to get to that more in... Uh, when I get to Razer Cortex in just a moment. But actually, you know what? Let's just talk about them both. The next one is Razer Cortex. And it was interesting because they had uh, Razer, Razer, the uh, laptop peripheral com um, gaming computer maker, essentially decided to make a launcher for games and give you an incentive or which was called z silver z coin well z coin on a whole it's silver gold platinum so on and so forth and they would promote certain games and if you played the game for x period of time um they would give you a certain amount of silver or gold or whatever it is and then you can use that currency to then buy stuff from their store it could have been anything from apparel to actual peripherals or if you somehow used up and like well not used up but got a lot of coin maybe a device of some sorts the process has changed a lot from razor over the years it's uh not really been used all that much but gaming pc and <laughs> i like what you're saying there uh yeah it's it's totally the most the most creative name out there um but yeah, Gaming PC and Razer Cortex apparently boost your computer when you're playing a game. And this pretty much means that it's going to cut back on system anything that's using the system resources other than the game. And this can sometimes cause problems uh, because it can cause a lot of uh, issues when because when you shut down the game, then these things have to pretty much try to grab for system resources again so they can run properly. And that can sometimes cause freezing, overheating, so on and so forth. So it's kind of a, I get what you're going for, because now you're making the game run smoothly. But if I have something in the background, that's going to suffer hardcore. Especially if I'm trying to record something. Uh, so I personally never really used it. I just used the launcher and just played the games and didn't really 
use the cortex side of it and then they did their whole well razor cortex did their whole rebranding and reshuffling around of what the launcher was all about and i just stopped using it on a whole but it's it's a launcher that you can use if you decide to Yeah, I agree with you on that, Malitaj. Like, I don't trust things that say, oh, we're going to boost your computer automatically. You know, like, no, you're about to do some funky stuff to my computer. Like rewriting registry files and closing out system processes and turning things off here and there. And I don't know exactly what's being done. I like to do that myself so I know exactly what to turn back on after I've turned it back off. Um, Then you have another one called gamer desk yeah the the creative usernames are just like there guys um this one's for windows 10 and 8 um that you can essentially add platforms by pressing the get the app button at the top of whatever page this is but apparently it's only compatible with windows desktop and laptop platforms and it's still in beta it pretty much enables users to create and organize a game library to with which to launch games. They can add downloaded cover art, so pretty much the same stuff. It has, uh, it actually, let me correct myself, it does not really have that many extra tools. Um, and they're saying they're gonna add some more. But one that I've found a lot of people actually talking about and kind of raving over is called Play Night. And this is uh, Night, much like how you'd find Fortnite, N I T E. And it's all one word, play night. And actually, I kind of like this one. It reminds me a bit of Steam. It reminds me a little bit of like a Windows Media Player back in the day, in a sense, but not that bad. It's kind of weird. So... Essentially, what the main features with Play Night is, is that it imports, uh, sorry, one second, right, uh, no, not, uh, <laughs> not that kind of night, uh, it's N-I-T-E, not K-N-I-G-H-T, um, but it allows you to import the libraries, much like with Steam, Origin, uh, and this one is actually pretty good, because it's actually picking up on other game, um, libraries as well like uh, GOG, Battle.net, and Uplay, including games that are not installed. Um, Windows Store games are supported, though, which is not something you find in most of these other launchers. They also have extensions. So you can download plugins written in .NET uh, or by scripts like PowerShell or Iron Python. And so there's a developing community for that. So if there's something that you think you want on this, you can essentially help the community out by writing a code and sharing it. And that, again, that's not something you're really gonna find. And this is open source. Um, they, this entire project is open source. So that's another great thing about it. Uh, we also have the fact that it's actually pretty darn fast. And it's kind of surprising. Um, because it's, even though it has a large library, the resources for it are actually pretty light. They say that it's also safe because it doesn't store any user information. It stores the same account. Oh, sorry, the same amount of information as a web browser. 
when linking accounts via cookies. It also has the same emulation support that um, one of the other launches would have had for and if you're wondering like what kind of emulators it's console emulators uh they also have a full screen mode so that big box mode uh it's portable so you can quite literally run it from a thumbnail drive or a flash drive whatever you want to call it usb stick it also has the igdb uh integration so it can pull all of that artwork and bat and uh pretty much all the metadata that you pretty much need uh covers descriptions so on and so forth you can also make um, place themes on it um, so it's fully customized from simple color changes to complete layout redesigns as a play time counter so you can actually track how much time you're spending in game um, including emulated ones and you can import play times from steam and gog which is pretty neat and the best thing about it is it's completely free like instead of having to have those special premium versions of whatever it is everything's just free because it's open source and uh, but you of course you know they do say you know if you want to help them out they have patreon and paypal and one of the best ways is just to spread the word so personally when it comes down to game launchers i I've mostly been using just either Steam or NVIDIA GeForce Experience just to open up my games or just opening up the, them directly. But moving forward, just because of how annoying it has been, I'm probably going to start using a game launcher. The only thing that's bugging me about it is that these game launchers still don't have any real cross compatibility for friends, for voice, for... Um, for updating the games themselves or some of the basics essentially that should have been there like this is the reason why steam was really made and i guess people don't want steam to have a monopoly and so you know monopoly is not really a great thing competition is always great but at the same time it would be really nice if they could work on some kind of api together so that these all these different platforms can still talk to one another and so people don't people can essentially pick which one they prefer and still have communications with their friends that they want to have communications with even if it's just being able to find them and my camera is funking up and let's see if that fixes it there we go so moving on to social gaming social networks i'm not necessarily talking about where people are going and posting on twitter saying support small streamers um well hashtag support small streamers so on and so forth a lot of people actually it's that one's actually an argument right there um because essentially you're you're keeping yourself as a small streamer by continuously calling yourself that um not only that but that also promotes follow for follow kind of mentality which doesn't really help you need actual viewers that will come back and watch you whenever you go live or you know when you tell them that you're going live that kind of thing is what you really need not posting all that kind of stuff that being said 
there are there have been a lot of different uh companies or people behind the idea that gamers should have their own social media network and this is the reason why we have things like forums um so on and so forth for different games but people are actually looking more for like a facebook for gamers and that has almost i think the first time i really saw that was probably three years after facebook really came about so that was about 2010 ish um and the thing about that is they had a lot of hype behind them but then when push came to shove they shut down if i remember correctly within three months because they just didn't have the resources nor did they really have seemingly the vision to really keep it going and not only that they didn't really have the means to really grab gamers on a whole and throughout the years there have been many replications of this kind of system and it's only nowadays because of streaming mainly that you're finding these communities starting to stick uh they're mainly inside discord channels um but you can still find certain ones like cgn for example which kind of have their own means to, it's still for streamers but it's the gamer network um essentially what they're about and these different groups are about <laughs> hey jackie how are you doing yeah uh malitaj that that you nailed, hit it right on the nail discord so a lot of these communities have started to pop up because of that and now you still have instead of forums you have places like ea and uh other game developers trying to create their own little their own discord channels aside from uh player made ones or unofficial ones where they pretty much manage it they have so um community managers so on and so forth and moderators that manage the day-to-day -day usage for it and that's well and good but at the same point what do you do about these social networks that kind of seem to be just there so for example let's talk about cgn cgn like i mentioned has been there for a while now and i actually was placed onto it because uh some people that i interviewed in the past one of our one of the first interviews i think we did i think it was episode 11 with uh females in gaming or women in gaming i forget the exact title um where i interviewed women that game and pretty much their take on the industry and so on and so forth and how things were done and how they as women feel about gaming and it's from there that i kind of like knew found out about them i should say since then i've checked them out a number of times and it seems mainly that the most interaction that i'll find on there is with people posting their status messages to say what they're up to or that they're going live i have posted in their forums before and got mm, tepid responses and it doesn't seem like there's much of a community inside the forums which is disappointing uh so forums and websites don't really seem to be lasting all that long but discord channels on the other hand seem to uh granted the ones that i'm mainly seeing really stick around are the ones that are either localized 
or so essentially it's like a group of friends from a particular area or high school or club or something like that starts up a discord group and they kind of go low with that the issue with that is that not everyone's using discord a lot of people are still on facebook inside facebook groups which you know kind of was a thing as well even though that's kind of dying um and so it's kind of really much like social well much like uh gaming platforms or launchers i should say this is quite disjointed and there's no real easy way to find communities that really resonate to you so even with ea zone i found out about that because a friend of mine who works at ea and we were playing battlefront and he was like hey join the server and let's play battlefront so i did that's how i found out about that one uh some of the other ones i found out via twitter some looking up places online or from other streamers uh some quite literally was just going to a discord ser search website and hoping that i don't end up with a crap uh server molly Taj is saying people don't really stick with discord it's new and they end up going back to what they're used to and that's kind of the case that's the reason why people took so long to move over from myspace to facebook and why people are stuck on facebook instead of moving over to something else even though a lot of the younger um, younger generations are moving over to things like snap uh instagram twitter so on and so forth even though there are less and less younger kids i'm finding on twitter nowadays it's kind of weird but the point that I'm getting at, really and truly, is that I wish these things were easier to find. I wish that there were easier ways to go about and actually manage these things. I don't want to have to, whenever I decide I'm going to play a game, uh, have to open up a launcher for Final Fantasy XIV online to then wait, log in, and have to wait for an update. I prefer, much prefer, it to be run something on Steam, where everything is updated one time because everyone's running on it that being said i know i could have bought it via steam or something like that i prefer not to because i don't want to be locked into steam which is kind of weird when you really think about it but that's the next issue what's going to happen next to these platforms because there's so much competition now what's to say that the platform that you decide that you're going to spend your time on is going to last Discord has a stick ability because it's been around for a while. So, and we're not really expecting it to really go anywhere because of all the features that it already has that quite honestly, not many other places have. Twitch tried it and they closed that down. Slack is pretty much the only other one that's been close and Discord is kind of based off of Slack in a sense and the way how they started up channels and so on and so forth. But even that is based off of IRC, which is a really old um, chatting protocol. Um, standing for internet relay chat and it just adds upon that type of uh, stuff to do things like sharing uh, videos pictures documents so on and so forth so that everyone can then see that plus it allows you to have that backlog of history which people new to the server can actually watch instead of like with irc where as soon as you join that's the only thing you see uh says i'm scared for steam to go i invested too much money into it and you're right but i don't really see steam going anywhere it's the people who use it often 
going to other places or just like not having it on so on and so forth like that's what i'm saying like i have the most people i have on is at blizzard launcher and then steam and then the rest are just like two three one so on and so forth if it even has a system like that at all and even with games like final fantasy that have their own launcher they don't have a real chat system unless you're in game um and even then you have to be in a guild because you can't have like just a general uh chat server same thing for world of warcraft with their uh their mobile app so all in all there are reasons why it's like this but at the same point i really wish it wasn't i know there are a lot of people that feel the same way um I think it will take some time before we really see this kind of plateau for launchers, but it's going to have to get to the point where people themselves just get pissed off enough and say, you know, we are absolutely frustrated with the amount of launches out there. Um, I don't think we've quite reached that point yet. We're, we're almost there, but we're not quite there. And then people saying, you know, okay, well, let's let's calm down um i think the ones that are going to stick around probably are steam uh is discord sorry our steam discord epic games launcher and blizzard launcher i know there are going to be still those separate ones here and there i really wish that wasn't the case but especially if you want to get um games from that are reported over from Korea or China or Japan or stuff like that, they're almost always going to have their own launchers. So there's nothing really you can do about that, uh, which kind of sucks in that regard as well. <laughs> Five more launchers and you're going to snap. Uh, I wish you the best of luck on that one because you're probably going to get a few more than that. Uh, I would I would expect at least three more launchers to be by the end of 2020 just saying and then i think probably somewhere between 2021 and 2022 you're going to start to see it start to diminish so it's going to be a while it's going to be a real while and i hate that but that's just how i i'm seeing it uh that said though like there's not much you can do about it you just because of how they have these games locked off, even if you buy the game on Steam, like Assassin's Creed, Origins, or Odyssey, you still have to open it up using the Origin Launcher. Sorry, Origin Launcher? No, the Uplay Launcher. And that's how you update the game, and that's how you play the game, and that's how you get like stuff in the store, and that's how you do this and that and the next in that game. So there's not going to be a real way to get around it. Because they're, they're doing their fair share to make sure that they get as much people's eyes on their launcher so they can get information about your systems, know what you're doing, um, try to give you incentives like uh, achievements, much like what Steam did, to pretty much get you to continue using their launcher instead of anyone else's. Because then that means they can get you to maybe buy some of their, more of their games or games that they're selling, so on and so forth. Um yeah so i don't know this is it's an interesting time for gaming developers i personally wish they would decide to stick to 
one of three well one of four steam blizzard uh epic or discord those are the ones i'm fine with preferably discord moving forward just because of how they've been handling stuff and but epic games has been doing pretty good as well especially when it comes to um giving funds back to the developers like the amount of profit sharing that they have is actually pretty solid i and there's also the fact that you can have cross-platform um friends with that one as well because of how they built the game so it's each of them have their own benefits i should say um battle.net has you know some of the most popular games out there right now plus voice and um basic chat epic games does not really have voice unless you're in game uh kind of has chat in a sense but not really uh discord has everything and steam also has everything except i wouldn't use their voice system to be quite honest so yeah guys that's actually it for this week's episode of esports wrap oh actually before we end um just as a thing if you're looking for social media or social groups or to do social networking for gamers take a look at your local community chances are there's one nearby that you can actually go to join maybe a discord maybe a whatsapp group maybe a facebook group or wherever but chances are there's a community out there for you and those are the ones that are going to be the people that you really know because they're going to be within a certain distance that's not to say that going international or going online isn't the way forward either by all means if you're a streamer if you're a gamer push yourself as much as you can to be the best that you can as however difficulty you want to get if you want to be casual if you want to be competitive if you just are super casual like i play a game once every blue moon kind of casual then just do what's best for you and like what uh taj said not everyone uses discord not everyone uses whatsapp not everyone uses facebook find what's good for you and stick with it try to help it out try to grow it that's the only thing you can really do because you're now a part of a community and that's the whole thing about networking like you mesh with other people you try to at least but yeah that's it for this week's episode of esports wrap uh don't forget this show is going to generally be on uh 6 p.m eastern standard time live we also have our sister so sister show more tech on thursdays at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time as well if you missed any part of this episode we will have it up on youtube we will also have it up our podcast so you can listen to that pretty much uh, anywhere that you can listen to our podcast uh that includes stitcher spotify apple podcasts google podcasts so on and so forth and of course you can do both on our website more cookies m-o-a-r cookies.com and until next time guys oh right if you want to have communications with us and just talk tech or games or just general stuff on a whole feel free to join our discord chat as well it's in the description below 
feel free to you know hail but yeah until next time guys this is more cookies take care